I feel like as a product designer, I'm always thinking of ideas of, you know, like, oh man, I wish I had a, some sort of product that did this job for me. And maybe there doesn't exist something like that that's out there. And, and maybe it's, you know, small enough of an idea that doesn't require, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of, of like design and development, but it's just like a simple idea. And it would be nice to kind of, you know, have the tools in my arsenal to be able to kind of execute even simple MVP type versions of, of those ideas. Episode 107, May 2015. In this episode, Corwin Harrell, product designer at ThoughtBot, talks about mobile design, key design differences between desktop and mobile, his process and tools, as well as how to improve visual design skills. When did you start to work on mobile designs? You know, when when we talk about mobile design, um, I like to talk about, you know, just responsive design in general. And, you know, when I first started to do web design um, and product design, I guess when I first started, responsive design was kind of something that I picked up later on and started to look into later on. And then obviously, you know, when you start to do product and you start to, you know, realize how fundamental it is to for your products to be able to function on on mobile devices, um, you know, you make sure that you you give that part of your work the attention that it deserves. And yeah, so now I typically try and work when I do, do design. Now I I try and consider mobile devices as you know as early as possible and kind of try and design whether it's websites or or products. Um, trying to design you know for all screen sizes all at the same time, kind of making sure that if I come up with an idea for you know some sort of element for my design that making sure making sure that it works well um, kind of across the board and in your opinion what is key when designing for mobile devices I think when you're designing for for mobile devices in contrast with you know like larger larger screens you know with larger screens you have a little bit more freedom with this with spacing and and you can give things you know a little bit more room to breathe and you know you have a little bit more freedom with your layout and how you organize things and i think you know when you're designing for for mobile you're definitely much more limited when it comes to you know how you can lay things out um, especially like you know horizontally and you know a lot of the times you're limited in in how many like columns of information you can have and so i think you know it's really just good to to make sure that you're presenting your most important content in a way that can be like you know consumed quickly and easily and so you know laying out your design in such a way that makes that key content you know easy to consume is is always important and then one of the the, the tough things about mobile design and responsive design is you have to think about, you know, okay, well, if I am going down to mobile and the, you know, I have less, less screen real estate, um, you know, there's obviously going to be content and parts of my design that I have to treat differently. Um, whether that means putting them inside menus or creating behavior for certain elements of your design that, you know, expand when interacted with, um, because, you know, we can't just dump everything on a website or from a product into like, you know, one column and just have, you know, a user scrolling and scrolling for days. Um, so, you know, you have to be smart about how you place content, how you, which content you present at the beginning, you know, at the, on the kind of surface level and which content you decide to kind of hide behind different levels of hierarchy and, and how to bring that information out. It all comes down to the avail availability of space. And, you know, I think 
there's been a big uh, emphasis on mobile first design in recent years, and I think that's that's good because before that, designers often found themselves in a situation where you know they would design a desktop application. And knowing that it was going to have to be responsive, uh, but you know they kind of designed the desktop view or at the desktop size without any regards to mo- to mobile, and with you know telling themselves in the back of their head like, oh, you know what, I'll find some way to scale this down. Like you know we'll approach that when we get to it, and we'll find some ways to to handle you know this content. And that's that puts your you put yourself at a little bit of a disadvantage when you design that way because you end up using solutions that maybe aren't as good of solutions as you think. So for example, navigation. You know, there's been lots of studies in with navigation and in, in mobile design and how do you treat, you know, when you don't have the screen real estate to provide, you know, a huge list of navigation items, how do you treat that? How do you solve that problem? And you know, there's the whole debate about like hamburger menus and you know, hiding huge lists behind ham, you know, hamburger menus or or menus of any kind really. But I think when you and you know that's kind of a solution you know when you design for desktop and have large you know navigation elements and then you scale down it's you know that's an easy solution just to put something in a drawer and there's been lots of studies to provide alternate you know solutions but i think when you consider your mobile size at as early as possible then you start to think through those challenges a little bit more early on Um, so you know you start to think through your mobile your navigation on mobile and you start to think you know are there other ways besides putting this in a drawer where you know we can make it easy for the user to navigate through this application are there you know other structures like tab systems or you know placing navigation elements in in like different areas of the application that would make more sense that would make it uh, you know faster for the for the user to navigate and I think when you consider those kinds of things early on, then you end up with a product that's much easier to use and feels much more considered um, at the mobile size. And what are, in your opinion, grave mistakes when designing mobile apps? Um, so that would be one of them. I think you know navigation. It, it's a very hard problem. I think navigation on mobile, and there's a, there's several different ways to solve it. And I think a lot of people take the easier route and put things, you know, hide things. But you know, my opinion personally is, you know, when you're designing for mobile, you're limited in the amount of space that you have. But at the same time, you want, you know, your user to be aware of all the options that they have as soon as possible and with the fewest amount of interactions as possible so that they know they're aware of what they can do. They're maybe some kind of hint as to if they do decide to interact with the application in some way that they have an idea of what's going to come next and that you as a designer you know you kind of work to suggest what that might be what and you know I think when you have systems like tabular navigation it's a little bit more clear like oh, okay you know these are my different options that are immediately available to me it's obvious and I, I have a pretty good idea of you know when when I select one of these options what's going to happen maybe because of the iconography that's used maybe because of you know the accompanying like labels and that's good and I think you know when you choose to use solutions that are a little bit less intuitive so like hiding things behind drawers maybe using iconography that's a little bit ambiguous that you you can get in trouble because you know the user may not even interact with that element of your design because they don't know what it is or they don't know what the consequences of interacting with that element might be and what about tools what what are the tools you use when you work on mobile designs 
Um, so the tools, I mean, when I when I design for mobile, the tools that I use aren't really different from the tools that I use for anything else. When I'm designing my UI, uh, you know, and working, you know, in, in whatever program I'm working in, whether it's like Illustrator or Sketch or whatever, you know, I'm I'm always I always have multiple sizes of screens open simultaneously, and you know, and if when I design an element, I try and you know design it in two two scenarios at once, kind of you know for a larger screen and then for you know like a mobile screen, just to make sure that if there is any changes that need to happen for the element at different sizes, that I am considering those like you know from the start. That then that just makes sure that you know I don't get to a place later on down the line where I find out like oh you know I designed this this thing and it worked really well but I didn't think about how it would scale down or scale up um, and now I, I'm kind of in trouble as to like how need to treat it and then same goes for you know when I'm coding something I tend to have you know multiple windows open or at least or I I do the web designer thing where you know you're constantly changing the size of your browser window um, and just making sure you know that every time something breaks that I go in and kind of fix it and make sure that the, the solution for that element at different at different sizes is considered. And what about tools like, I don't know, a browser simulator, live reload, Xcode? Um, so yeah, I use, I've used live reload, although I've gotten kind of frustrated um, with that just in certain scenarios. But yeah, I mean, most of the design that I've done for mobile has been responsive web applications, and I, I have done you know I, native iOS applications as well. But when I you know when I'm doing responsive web apps, um, I'm doing a lot more front end stuff for those, and so I kind of spend you know a lot more time in the browser with some sort of like live reload setup um, where I can you know instantly see my changes, and then also having multiple instances of the same application open so I can you know understand. How it, how it appears at different sizes. Please walk us through the process of designing some new mobile app. Most, if not all, of the designs that I do start as some sort of prototype that we've been able to kind of test with you know real users and have them kind of you know navigate through a basic prototype, um, and then you know that kind of tells us. You know, do we have the navigation down? Do we, you know, is it obvious enough for our users how to interact with certain elements of the design? And when I'm designing, you know, responsive web applications or, you know, native iOS apps, there's always, I think at the beginning, you always have to consider, you know, when you're thinking about, okay, how much of this application is going to use pre-existing patterns or maybe native, like, design elements, uh, like, you know, for iOS and for Android and, and, you know, even things that have come out recently, like, you know, Google's material design, you always want to ask yourself, you know, am I in a position where I can leverage these design patterns and UI elements that have been proven to to work and that users are familiar with um, and do those elements have a place in in this project and in this application and if, if not is there a better way to kind of you know address those those specific elements or interaction points and and how you know what is the best way to go about you know designing those kind of custom custom elements in such a way that you know it's it's intuitive and if it's a new kind of design element or a new design pattern or interaction pattern that you do a good job of you know setting it up in such a way that that the user doesn't have it doesn't have to be explained to the user and yeah i mean uh, you know after that you know 
you kind of, at least me personally, I kind of think through, you know, what, what those different elements are and, and how those dif- different elements are going to be treated. And then kind of, you know, making a, a log of different like views that I'm going to hit throughout the mobile app and, you know, how those will be structured and what kind of content needs to be presented in, in each of those views. And then, you know, thinking as well, how is uh, a user going to navigate from one view to the next? Um, are there going to be any, you know, interactions or animations that are triggered from by moving from view to view and by interacting with certain elements? And, yeah, it's especially fun when you're working with, uh, you know, an engineer, whether it's, you know, an iOS an iOS dev or, you know, working with uh, a team on, on a, like, responsive web application. And you, you know, kind of have that ongoing conversation of, you know, how, does it make sense to structure this information this way? And when, you know, involving kind of everyone in the conversation as you go as to how information can be adapted for different screen sizes. And when you're doing, like, iOS or, or Android design, you know, what design patterns make sense um, in certain contexts and things like that. Um, yeah. Are you able to code apps yourself? I actually do not know Swift and, you know, Objective-C are not in my uh, arsenal yet. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm really interested in learning. iOS design in particular, you know, is something that I'm really interested in. And I know, like, there's been a huge push recently, you know, especially with people like Mengto, you know, coming out with his design and code book that kind of emphasizes, you know, d- designers using Swift and Xcode and things for prototyping out their iOS design. So that's that's something that I definitely hope to have the opportunity to kind of dive into soon. Because, you know, I feel like as a product designer, I'm always thinking of ideas of, you know, like, oh, man, I wish I had a some sort of product that did this job for me. And maybe there doesn't exist something like that that's out there. And, and maybe it's, you know, small enough of an idea that doesn't require, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of, of like design and development, but it's just like a simple idea and it would be nice to kind of, you know, have the tools in my arsenal to be able to kind of execute even simple MVP type versions of, of those ideas. What do you focus on or what do you try to always achieve when you design for smaller devices? I think some of the key key things that I always try and consider is You know, obviously, when you're designing for mobile devices, you have limited space. One of the things that you always have to consider is is how to find the balance between displaying enough content and also, you know, making sure that you maintain clarity and legibility um, and emphasis in the design. You know, I think it's easy to on both. You know, on one on one end of the spectrum, it's easy to cram a bunch of content into a, a small area and and then in that sense you know you failed because content may be illegible or you know difficult to to distinguish you know what one element from the next because there's you know they're very close in proximity and then on the other end you know you have to also be careful not to give things too much space um, because you only have so much space to work with if you give things If you make things too large and you make, you know, you give things too much space, whether horizontally or vertically, you also limit yourself because you're not taking advantage of the opportunity to display more content. Um, and I think when you have, when you're designing for mobile devices, if you can find that balance, you know, of legibility, clarity, space, as well as, you know, providing a substantial amount of content to your user, then I think you're going to be more, much more successful, especially when you, design uh, in such a way that prevents the user from having to go above and beyond to access certain, like larger amounts of, of information. 
Do you also maybe um, have a few tips or can name a few resources for designers to get better at visual design and mobile design in particular? So honestly, like my my tip for getting better at, at mobile design is, you know, go out there f and find, you know, applications that have been proven to be successful and, you know, download them, buy them, whatever, and, you know, look, look at them and try and distinguish, okay, I know this app is successful, like, you know, lots and lots of people use it and try and kind of pick out, you know, the patterns that the application is using, what kind of interactions have been designed for that product, uh, you know, how is, how, well, like, what is, how is the design, you know, how is it, how has it been designed? Um, you know, what kind of structures are, is it using, is it using cards? Is it using list views? Um, when, when is the product kind of using those, those, uh, structures and design elements and, and to what effect? Um, and I think really just kind of analyzing other products is, is the best way to re to kind of rec start to recognize, patterns and, and why they're successful and why they're maybe not so successful. And that helps you, you know, kind of have a context when you, in your own work to say, you know, okay, I have this problem that I'm trying to solve. And I, and I, I understand that in this time and place, it's best to use, you know, this sort of solution. It's best to display content in, in this kind of structure. And yeah, I think that that's kind of one of the best ways to, to improve your own mobile design. And resources on the web? Have you ever heard of patterns? Patterns.com. Patterns.com. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's one place that I find myself going to frequently, just because not necessarily to to solve my own problem. So like you know, if I'm trying to decide, okay, I have this sort of problem that I'm trying to solve in my my mobile uh, application or responsive web application, and you know, I want to see you know, I want to see how it should be solved. So I'm, I, that's not really how I use this library, but it's. It's always fun to see, you know, to go to somewhere like like patterns and to see, you know, like several different approaches to the same problem and to look at, you know, like okay, this product maybe maybe you're constructing a view that is going to have information that's contained within cards. Some, you know, something like that. That's just an, an example. Maybe it's a boring example, but it's always cool to see, you know, that's a very common pattern. It's something that you see a lot in mobile design, but it's always fun to see, you know, how different products have their own take on it, on that type of design element and how content is organized and how it's structured and how, you know, the interactions surrounding that specific design element. And so, yeah, it's fun to go to a place like, you know, patterns or even like, you know, even dribble where, you know, people are consistently posting, you know, their own, their own designs and to see like, okay, you know, that's a pretty common pattern or that's a pretty common design element, but this person has kind of treated it differently in this way and deciding, you know, like when you can to put your own take or put your own spin on, on a commonly used design pattern and to possibly, you know, make it, make it more successful or make it more engaging. <laughs> 